Did you just graduate and are starting to apply for jobs or CF positions? In this week's episode, we'll discuss questions to ask in your interview. Hi, I'm Melissa Joseph. I'm a certified speech-language pathologist. And I'm Haley McCute, and I'm a certified speech-language pathologist assistant. And we're the Pediatric Speech Pals. Hi, Hi guys. Welcome back. <laughs> if you are noticing a very different color <laughs> between Haley and I. Uh, one of them is very tan and one of us is not. <laughs> it's a little bit of summertime, people. Summertime. Yeah. <laughs> um, different people, different ethnicities. <laughs> different tanning styles. <laughs> well, thank you for noticing I got a tan then. Thank yes. you. Plus I, that shirt that yeah. makes you look very tan too. I'm wearing like a very bright, if you're listening um, via oh, yeah. podcast, I'm wearing like a bright yellow shirt, tank top, I guess, so you can see my tan. <laughs> I do run a lot outside, so it, yeah, you do. My watch tan's pretty terrible. Look, look at this. Tan. I bet you can see on the camera. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Just white. Yay. Well, welcome back. This week, as you heard, we're going to give you some questions to ask during your interview because it's not just them interviewing you. You should interview them too. Mm -hmm. So make sure that it's a good fit for you. Yes. Yay. Um, usually you will have probably some choices too, um, whether or not you're a SLPA or a CF. Um, or an SLP. Or an SLP, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think some of these questions that we have are geared towards a SLPA or CF um, just because it's supervisor questions. But yeah. um, some of them are. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can kind of take this and apply it to an uh, SLP job as well. Yeah. You probably apply this to really any job. Honestly, it's yeah. It's important to ask them questions as well because mm -hmm. like I already said, you want to make sure that you want, it's comfortable for you. You're going to start working there and it's a big chunk of your life. Yeah. So make sure it's a good fit. Yeah. Um. So some of the questions that we um, wrote down were, mm -hmm. um, one, do you reimburse, and not in any particular order. No. <laughs> um, do you reimburse for CEUs? So this stuff can get kind of expensive. If you mm -hmm. listen to our last week's episode, um, we discussed a little bit of the pricing of like how it can um, add up. Yep. Um, so having a job or a company that will pay for that um, is really beneficial. Yep. So if you um, just kind of ask them, say, hey, do you pay for um, the CEUs or what's that kind of look like as far as reimbursement? Um, if I wanted to, you know, learn more more in about whatever, whatever field or you, position. It, yeah, that would help your clientele. Yeah. But also check out our affiliate link for MedBridge. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they do get pricey. But, you know, maybe your company will reimburse you for that as well. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I think that's a good question to ask. Um, Haley, um, yeah, so I think it's important to know too what the turnover rate for patients and clients are. You want to make sure that because most of the time this is an hourly paid job unless you're full-time salaried, um, that you are seeing as many clients as you can to fulfill your payment, to fulfill a salary that is worth having. So I think that's a great question to ask. Um, that's all I, and I've learned this is important because like where I work now, we have a lot of military families. So they say, you know, there's like a good chunk of time, like every year they all get like uh, deployed to another state or um, relocate. And so there's like a lull. So that's important to ask. Maybe there's, you need to know like if you'll lose a lot of clients during that time. Um, so you should ask. Yeah. Or um, sometimes with if you do the certain regional centers by three, they'll age out. Mm -hmm. So like even with, with my job, like I, I even if the kiddos still need services, it's like by three they're done. And so then it's like, oh, 
as long as there's new coming in coming in it's fine but yes. um if they're you know if they turn over pretty quickly then it can be hard to to um, get those hours yeah maybe ask too on um adding to that if you have to find your own clients mm-hmm. i don't think you do often but maybe you do um or if yeah, that would be ask. Yeah, or if you can help, that. if there's like, yeah, like some things where they want you to, um, like, you know, one of my jobs, is like part of it also is like sending out the referral letter to get those referrals and um, things like that, which also usually I think is the company. So if you're at a private practice, they'll kind of do that. But mm-hmm. um, mine is more, a little bit more contracty sort of feel. It's a little different. Yeah. Um, well, also, sometimes some companies have like um, rewards. Oh, what yeah. am I looking for? Incentives. Yeah. Incentives. If you like go and find clients or patients or if you keep them. So maybe this company has an incentive if you have mm-hmm. like. They'll probably mention that. They probably would, but you can ask. Yeah. Um. Another good question is just to kind of like see what the clientele would be like. Like, mm-hmm. you know, is it mainly language kiddos? Is it, I mean, usually it should be like. If you're at a private practice, at least you kind of see the whole mm-hmm. um, realm. But like if you're working something like me, it's like it's mainly language kiddos because it's zero to three. Mm-hmm. So like it's those little language kiddos. And then occasionally, you know, here and there um, you get the articulation and like the other sort of language sorters, those yeah. kind of sounds. Um, or I mean, you know, anything. It depends. Honestly, or if you're, yeah, if you're working like, with adults. Mm-hmm. maybe it's like dysphagia yeah aphasia you know all those if you're working in a hospital what each kind? location can have a dominant sort of yeah uh clientele that you'll see so mm-hmm. that's just an interesting question i like i mean as an slp it doesn't really matter i guess but like if yeah. you have something that you like to work with more and they're like yeah we're 80 percent of our clients are language kiddos and you're like oh sweet yeah awesome so, that's what i want yeah <laughs> um good conversation too with yeah. your future employer yeah yeah and to add on to that, too, you can ask what a normal day looks like in your clinic. Um, just kind of see how they come in, how the clients look like in the day. Mm-hmm. That's nice, too, uh, just seeing how the flow of things go. Like, how do you pick up your kiddo if you're working in pediatrics? How do you get them? Do parents come back? Do they not come back? Sometimes kinda- the sessions are – sorry, not to cut you off. No, you're fine. Sometimes the sessions are 30 minutes and sometimes they're hours. And so I remember when I asked this question when I first started at my CF, I they were like, oh, well, you could see, like – you know, nine clients a day or, <clears throat> excuse me, or you could see like, you know, five clients a day. And it was just kind of like, what? Like at yeah. first I didn't really get it, but it was because like you could see so many half 30 hours. minute clients yeah. and then you could see so many hour, <clears throat> excuse me, hour clients, which really like changes the day and like mm-hmm. how many kids you would see per hour or I'm sorry, per day. So that also sometimes can give you like an idea of mm-hmm. uh, what it will look like. You can ask how many clients average you would see a day depending mm-hmm. on what your schedule looks like. At the end of the day, I think that one doesn't really matter. It's just more of like, what would it look like working here? Um, I think that kind of helps because, I mean, it's nice too. like the job that we came from, we didn't get any breaks in between. So like if you had to go to the bathroom, you had to ask somebody to watch a kid or like Mm -hmm. it was more of like an in-between like, oh, you know, I'm going to run to the bathroom. I'll be back kind of thing. Whereas, you know, other jobs, they'll sometimes they'll give you a 15 minutes in between. And so sometimes you can decide if you want that too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that question also helps that. Yeah, ask if there's time to do a no, mm-hmm. all this, all this stuff. Yeah. There's like, what, just ask, maybe you could observe, observe mm-hmm. for a day or be like, hey, can I watch the next like few kids yeah. to see how they go in or out? Mm-hmm. That'd be cool too. I mean, on top of that too, it's like, you can ask about the onboarding process, Yeah, you know, and sometimes they'll let you observe for a couple of days and then mm-hmm. you do like, you know, 10 clients mm-hmm. uh, per build week up. or like, yeah, kind of yeah. build up. Uh, Is there like a probation period? Or is it like, no, we just want you to 
get in and run get all the kids like okay yeah (laughs) that's what happened in my new job now they're like i showed up and they're like all right full caseload let's go and you're like okay i guess like the more like comfortable you are like if it's your first job don't worry about that i'm sure they'll be very generous about giving you time but um yeah if you've been seasoned a little bit at the at the (laughs) the field get with it yeah yeah so that's good and and then let's say if you don't start off the bat and you're kind of like starting off slow ask how long it might take to fill your schedule Mm -hmm. um because if you're looking to like get to a full-time schedule but they have you sometimes they'll have you like start part-time and then build up see what that's like how long do they think that's going to take have there have there been other slps or slippers that have had to take long to fill up their schedule Mm -hmm. important yeah and again going along with like the question we asked before like the turnover rate just like is there an average number of clients that you like you would say you see because like another example for my certain thing it's like you know i could be all the way up to like 30 clients um i mean even 35 that would be very busy um because i'm on the road so um 30 clients a, a week but average because there's so many cancellations and like just the amount of kids that I'll usually end up seeing would be like 26 20 mm-hmm. um so it's it, it really depends especially with like COVID and just sickness in general and all these new rules so like you really have to plan out like that number of mm-hmm. like that's what you're gonna expect is like your salary being versus like oh well my top number could be 35 mm-hmm. or 33 or 30 even totally. it's like that number changes so yep. drastically oh yeah and during holidays when people are on vacation yeah and summer oops. yeah summer um yeah it's all it all very it just depends on your where what field you get into yeah. if you're full-time that doesn't really matter but it doesn't but you know it does get boring if you know kids True. show up <laughs> yeah that's like good. i would like to, good work. to know yeah uh-huh. um so our next bunch of these questions are related to being a slippa or a cf mm-hmm. and i highly recommend asking these from my personal experience <laughs> mm-hmm. i think it would really benefit you moving forward Totally. So the first one is ask about your supervisor and his or her uh, supervising style to make sure it fits your type of style. See what kind of like way they are versus like your learning style. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's important to ask the supervisor that like if you are able to talk to the supervisor, I think this is like directed like to them, like ask them like what is their type of communication style and what is like style of like teaching in general and or if they are not sure you can come come with them with like what is your type of learning style so like I always say like when I asked this I said that like my type of learning style and communication style specifically to this field is I do better when you teach me in the moment or if you have to tell me something like that I'm doing Mm -hmm. like a little incorrectly or whatever you tell me in the moment like hey I see you're doing this with this kiddo right now but actually like let's do it this way versus if you tell me afterwards I'm not going to remember I also probably won't retain it as much and things like that Mm mm-hmm yeah, more hands-on yeah. sort of yeah. versus pa- like a passive yes. sort of feel. And But some people are like, oh, I do better if we if you email me all these things and mm-hmm. I can look at them, you know, ask them. Like, and I tell them that's my communication style too. Like, if you have, like, if there's something we need to discuss, I do better discussing it in the moment, like, through it. Mm-hmm. And so that's just important for any boss. Or- and this is important too because you want to make sure that you're – communicating properly mm-hmm. um sometimes there can be obviously that communication breakdown if like you're like gosh why didn't she just tell me you mm-hmm. know or like why didn't he just tell me that when i could have done it right then and there and it's like well if you ask this question maybe you can just like 
roll that out. Yeah. Um, or maybe like they are just like their personality wise, they're just not going to tell you that. And you just think they hate you. And you're like, oh, yes. okay. They hate yes. me. They're not talking to me when really it's like, that's just kind of who they are. And like, it's not, you know, any reflection on you necessarily or how you're performing. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, they'll their let you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Yeah. So yeah, so that style. <laughs> yes. Um, another one is you can ask how often you'll receive your feedback and like if it's a scheduled time or not. Um, this one, usually for like a CF, it is a scheduled time because you have to do it every like four uh, or four times within the nine months or three times or something like that. Um, so there has to be some sort of like, you know, dedicated time to talk about it. Um, but also you want to make sure that you're going to have a supportive supervisor because trust me, as your CF year your clinical fellowship um year it's so much easier if you have that support just because you really are learning so much in that year that if you have other people you can ask and like sometimes it's only your supervisor um in a clinic you have other slps so like i think that they you can rely on them as well but um when it's just your supervisor that you're relying on like if they're like just over the phone or like you can't really see them in person like in my opinion, I would maybe think about those positions and just know it's going to be a lot of learning on your own versus like being able to ask because sometimes you just can't reach them. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just harder to get that mm-hmm. information. And I know the people in my cohort who did do that route had a lot harder year. Um, that seems really tough. Yep. Had a lot harder <clears throat> year than just like if the people who did have that supervisor right next to them, like being able to ask those questions. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I would have a hard time. <laughs> With my learning style. <laughs> yeah. And some people, you know, they're like, I'll learn it on my own. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that's fine. So just if that's your route, then then do that, you know, but um, just make sure that that aligns with what you want. Cool. Um, and then what are growth opportunities here? So if you are a SLIPA or a, or a CF, what do they have to offer to help you grow as a clinician? This can go back to that CU. Do they offer CEUs? Do they have in-service things? You know, if someone were to learn a CEU, mm-hmm. is, are they, he or she going to then like, help, like teach you about it? Um, do they attend? Like, I know that from one of my placements, um, I have in some time for school. I know that this particular company is your like once a month, all the SLPs are required to like, to like learn something together hmm. so like do they have that at their clinic um you should ask that yeah yeah that would be um a good one um and then the next one is what responsibilities when it comes to progress reports and stuff so this is more for like a slipa i think i mean because uh when you're a clinical fellow you kind of you you're you that's that. you <laughs> at that point um but yeah for a slipa like you um technically can't you cannot you can't yeah. do evaluations this is more of like making sure that everything the company you're coming into is ethical mm. um which is like you can't i if you were to ask any company are you an ethical company mm-hmm. they're gonna say yes but there are ways to like like i have interviewed before at places and like they were like and you're gonna do all your reports and although yes i like would like i have no problem and i'm going and this is my goal to do and yeah. be able to and i'm in school i'm not allowed to so it's important to know but like what they expect you out of it um i have like now where i'm like allowed to like where i can like do like parts of it like input the data from the test or like recommend like i say like not recommend but i'm like oh these goals would be good for this child and then i give them to my supervisor Mm -hmm. and then she'll tell me like okay this you know this is how we would put it into the progress for 
if that makes sense. You know, like I'm not doing it and like by myself and been like, here, you submit mm-hmm. it. I'm like, hey, I see this kid. He's on my caseload. This is like what I think would be beneficial for them. And also I want to learn. So <laughs> Yeah. So um ask that. Yeah, it's a, it's just a good question too because if you feel like you want to learn, like Haley said, like you want to learn and you want to be a part of that and some people, I mean, if you're a slipa and you don't really need to, you don't you, you don't, don't have care to do anything. To. And like that's the beauty of being a slipa is you don't have to do the paperwork. So mm-hmm. if they're expecting you to do or hoping that you would do some of that stuff and you're kind of like, yeah, I was really hoping not to, like that's why I just want to do therapy, then again, maybe that's not for you yeah. and also slipa that's pretty much all that we're supposed mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this are some Ooh. of the questions we came up with. Obviously, there's more. If you have more down below, feel free to uh, comment. Yeah, help other people out. Mm-hmm. Um, Gave your questions you asked at your interview or that people asked you that were really interesting or helpful. Um, yeah, dress professionally, come with a good attitude, be excited. Mm-hmm. This is a new start. Research a company. Yep. All the things. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. see if they have an Instagram. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great too. Yeah. yeah. Kind of check out their Instagram. You can see their, um, you know, how they post. Like if they Read reviews. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check it out. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, those are our questions that we would ask at an interview. Um, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to reach out to us. If not, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. If you are ever curious about where we got our research or want to learn more, refer to our YouTube description box where we will leave links to the resources we use. We'd like to thank our producer, David Martinez. If you want more speech tips, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on our Facebook page, follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at Pediatric Speech Pals. Lastly, if you have any questions or concerns, email us at pediatricspeechpals at gmail.com.